let's get started. Okay, guys, how are you all doing? And welcome to episode four of BH Live. So today's gonna be a little bit different uh, than my normal lives because I'm interviewing a guy called Carl Maxwell, who's a 22-year-old serial entrepreneur aspiring to become a well-known music executive speaker and successful businessman in corporate America. Now, originally, I was bringing Carl on my life to talk about entrepreneurship. However, after a long conversation, we both decided that we wanted to use this platform to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. This will be an enlightening, informative interview that we both hope will educate and I'm glad you've all come on to join us today. So Carl is currently a CEO and a chairman of Max, a media and entertainment holding company and CEO of Heart Music Entertainment, an independent hip hop record label and advertising agency Vivo Media Group. Carl's worked with numerous people in both advertising and entertainment industry with both his companies. Any, sorry, alongside marketing teams affiliated with Republic Records, Warner Brothers, Vivo Media, serving clients with Universal Music Group, representatives and a very a various of other clients in Los Angeles, Berlin, Germany, New York City, and around the country. Carl acts as a music agent while branding and promoting their artist music with his management under the label brand. With over 1 million views and 20,000 plus followers across his social media, Carl's been featured on multiple media outlets, including WR-DE, Coast TV, and DMV Music Plug, Music on the Dot, and Quintessential Magazine, and more. So I'm going to invite Carl on now to say hello, and hopefully by the magic of technology, he will appear without any hiccups. Let's hope so. <laughs> He's coming on now. Three, two, one. Carl, man, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm very good. How are you finding it in lockdown? You know, I'm not even paying attention to it, man. I'm getting shit done. <laughs> Thank God. Well, listen, we've only got an hour on this because Instagram likes to cut us off early, and I've got a lot of questions yep. for you today. Yeah, man. So thank I, you for I'm, having me. Oh, no, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. What time is it over there? It's 11. 11, 11 in the morning. Okay. Well, it's just gone 4 p.m. here over in the UK. So, great. for the first part of the interview, I want to do it in two parts. So, for the very, very first part, I want you to... I want it to be more educational. So I want okay. you to assume that I'm a completely ignorant white person. I don't have access to Google. I don't have access to any educational service whatsoever. So I'm completely new to this. It's like a new thing. So I want you to talk to me as though you're educating me for the very, very first time. For the first, like, four to five questions. Okay? Sounds great. So first off, let's get straight in with what is racism and how does it affect you on a daily basis? Well... That's the thing. A lot of people think that, you know, racism is something that we can like jot down on a piece of paper or something that it's a uh, it's like a tangible thing. Racism, like the racism that we and that we endure on a daily basis, it's, a, it's on a much a minuscule level. It's the, it's the little things that matter. Like, mm -hmm. you know, going going inside of an elevator and um and just feeling that like going inside of an all white elevator, for instance, and just feeling that that pressure or, you know, yeah. going to, a, you know, if you go into a job interview and having to like lessen down your blackness or say, okay. you know, use less contractions or, or appear to be uh, more educated because you're trying to talk like a Caucasian. Just a little, the little things like that, I think make a bigger difference. Not like, not like the guy staying on top of his truck saying, Oh, uh, using the N word. Yeah. That's like the hyperbolized version of racism. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff that we can deflect. That's the kind of stuff that we can say, Oh, well that guy's just a moron. It's the it's the yeah. little things that matter. It's the little bit of racism, yeah. like not hiring someone because they're black, mm. like not working with someone because of their skin color. The little things like, you know, ignoring that person or, or dry hating on them, not giving them an opportunity because of the yeah. skin color. That 
is how things affect us in the real world. Not the people that with the Confederate flags and the people that are saying or, or using racial slurs. That stuff is not affecting us at all. It's the little things that are preventing us from attaching the big things. Mm. That's how I think racism okay. is and how, it, and how it affects me. I mean, it affects everyone. And to be honest, racism affects white people even more because it, it automatically gives them it gives them that that stigma like they're all I'm automatically going to discriminate against someone because they're black. It creates things where we have to over diversify in certain situations mm. because of people that discriminate against people. So let's say if you're running a company and let's say if you go really big yeah. and you, you know, you sell to someone, you go IPO and now you have to have now you have to implement a diversity program and yeah. now you have to hire now you have to hire people. And now this is a, this is a big old thing. So that's how yeah. that's how I think it affects on a big, on a much bigger spectrum, mm. not the people that are, you know, using the, the words and the, and the people that are just acting like, you know, ignorant fools. That stuff doesn't affect us <laughs> at all. It's it's the most, it's the most minor thing that affects yeah. on a bigger, on a bigger spectrum, in my opinion. Okay, um, I'm going to literally shot through these questions because we've got the main bulk ones coming up later, which I think you're yep. going to answer some of the questions that are popping into my head now. Um, cool. What is systemic oppression and racism? So systemic. Systemic uh, <laughs> oppression and racism. I had that too. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of like what I just said. It's it's the it is the idea of it's the system that was made to appe- to appease to one demo mm. and to disadvantage the other one. So uh, so an example of systemic oppression would be you know kind of like, I'm gonna go I'm gonna take you way back like the Jim Crow laws. Jim Crow laws, for example, these were a set of laws that said I was not a human being. I'm three fifths of a human being. I cannot drink at the same water fountain that you can drink at. Yeah. I can't go to the same bathroom that you can go to. I have to serve you. I'm not equal mm-hmm. to you. That is what systemic oppression is. And how that translates to 2020, that is the discrimination. That is the, the subtle racism, the, all the subtle things yeah. that people cannot see, that people can't. Yeah tangibly you know type down on a, on a piece of paper or put on a pdf and show it for someone and say oh this is how it was affecting x y and z it's mm-hmm. the little things so the systemic oppression that is a create a, a pre- police brutality for example you know i'm, I'm looking i'm mm-hmm. getting more information every single day yeah you know it's just just the idea of um that black people are targets yeah well was, joe i was reading an article yesterday so it's really interesting you say that that yeah. you were talking about the subtle things that yeah. really have the impact. And there was an article that I was reading that basically said a lot of kind of white or non-black people don't know they're doing it because they've been brought up in a family where it's the norm or they've been watching TV where it's the norm or media where yeah. that's seen as the norm. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of words that were used in the past that were normal and it was fine. And then as right. time's gone on, people have started to educate themselves. It's, it's a non-PC thing now, but it still hasn't reached the far right. corners. <laughs> a lot of people that are you know not saying that you are for for example but i know a lot a lot of people that um that are kind of scared to talk about this yeah they 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 say that they say you know oh well we just been brought up this way yeah. or, it's, it's always been that, it's always been that way mm-hmm. you know like if you know if you if you grew up if you grew up around you know rapists and they you know rape, rape <laughs> right? people and yeah. you know still not just okay. come to the point where your ignorance you have to take accountability for your ignorance at one mm-hmm. point or another Especially when your ignorance is coming at the expense of someone else's liberty yeah. and freedom. Exactly. What is white privilege? Oh, man. 
You asked, you asked me that question the other day. I, I give you a perfect answer. White privilege is is the freedom to be ignorant mm. and not and not have to hold yourself accountable to be ignorant. For example, white privilege. Right, white privilege is this is this the privilege of being white? Mm. It's kind of like a self. It's kind of like a self like defining term. So I'll take you back to uh, I think what I told you about. Let's just go way back to when um you know the white people drew lines, they drew red lines on the map and they decided, you know, where, where people would live, where the high funded uh, schools would live, where the low funded area areas would live. White privilege is just the compounding privileges since we were on plantations until now. So what, so since, well, since I was serving you and my family had nothing, my family was ripped apart. We were raped. We were beaten. We were spread all over the, you were spread all over. We, we had no access to education. We had no access to food. That stuff matters. And a lot of people try to dismiss that. Oh, well, that was 400 years ago. Oh, well, oh, anyone can make it. Oh, mm-hmm. y'all people, yo, we had a black president. That's not necessarily like that. We're coming from 400 years, over 400 years of an oppressed system that was per- that was purposely put in place to set us back. We were yeah. already set. I don't know if you've ever seen this, this great YouTube video. It was like a, it was, um, a bunch of kids that got up. And uh, they were meant to uh, race. They were all they're all going to race. It was, it was a mix of black people, white kids, and Hispanics, a whole lot of um, different minorities. And they were meant to race. And the guy, the, the guy at the end, he was like, "Okay, take a step forward if you have both parents at home." And I, I'm sure you can imagine, ninety percent of the right. whole entire line stepped forward. Then they said, "Okay, take take another step forward if you know your father." I, you can guarantee another mm. huge group of the kids that stepped forward. The black kids were all in the back. Some of the white kids were already at the finish line at, at two questions in. Yeah. So that whole entire that whole entire thing was to show that, hey, you guys have a step forward in life. Mm. Because you know your parents, because you have both parents, because you had access to private education, yeah. because you had access to you know, better housing, better this, better that, you yeah. are physically a step forward in life yeah that was to show them that this is this is white privilege turn around turn around look look where the black people are at we're back here waving like hey like we're, we're back here that that's what white privilege is it's the privilege of just being ahead do you know not you necessarily s- from what you did just right. from how the system has mm. benefited you it's funny because you said you gave a perfect answer the other day. That was 10 times better. <laughs> that analogy <laughs> yeah, I to, was just I tried to brilliant. save it for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm keeping that one for the next time I get asked. Um, what's the difference between being not racist and anti-racist? So I think when people say I'm not racist, I think that's kind of like a way to, you know, not get attacked, but also not take a side at the same mm. exact time because people are so scared. Because, you know, I, people people see it, you know, mm. the, the minute you say something, like the, the second you say something, not right. Or yeah. the minute you say something, you're done, you're history. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are scared to take a strong side on this. So they say, oh, I'm not yeah. racist. So they're kind of they're kind of dismissing what's mm. going wrong, yeah. but they're not necessarily taking a side. And yeah. I think that's probably the most dangerous where you could be, you know, yeah. being half, preg- half pregnant or something. Like yeah. You have to take a side. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm not I'm not judging you. I mean, yeah, I, I totally understand. I get it. But, you know, when people say, you know, I'm not racist, it's not enough to be just not racist. Yeah. You have to all you have to see that that's fucked up and you also have to actually try to do something about it. Right. It's kind of it's kind of like you're, you're an accomplice to a crime. Yeah. It's like you see you see someone getting killed, but yet you didn't call 911. 
So when you see someone getting killed, that's saying, oh, I'm not a murderer. It's not enough for that. Why are you just going to watch somebody getting murdered and strangled but not call the police or not take action or not? I'm not saying go run in there and be Superman, but at least take some type of action. So when people say I'm not racist, they're just being accomplished to a crime. Uh, we just had a question from someone watching. Uh, is there a cool. link to that video? Um, basically, we'll dig out the link and I'll post it when I post the video onto YouTube hey, and put it in suck, the description. Suck Faye, I will give that. I'm going to screenshot this. I'm going to send you that right video. Perfect. And send me a link as well. It's a I'll, great, I'll it's put a it great, Yeah, I'm going to send it to yeah. YouTube. It's a, great, it's a great video. Really up on my eyes. Absolutely brilliant. And the last kind of dumb person question uh, is... Uh, <laughs> man, none, of these questions, none of these questions are dumb, man. No, like, no, I mean... <laughs> The last yeah, question I, I I'm it. asking from a, a point of view of I know nothing. Um, okay. As a white person, how can I help? Lewis, what's Gucci? As a white person, how yeah. can you help? Um, like I like I told you, uh, every effort. You know, mm. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a step I'm gonna take a step back. We have to stop, you know, dismissing people's efforts. Yeah. You know, that's not enough. That's not enough. But the NFL posts a uh, yeah. apology about. Um, Colin Kaepernick uh, taking a knee. Oh, it's not enough. Oh, they need to formally apologize. Oh, right. they need to give him um, his salary plus interest. Like people are like every effort. Like every effort is on every effort is enough. Right. I, I'm a type of person that I just want to see you try at least try to address it. The best you can do with your followers. The best you can do, even if you, like just you asking me mm-hmm. something about racism. Yeah, is just it's better as if you went tomorrow and started a nonprofit for for mm. minorities in America and you like that, that everything is the same. Every little piece that we can get, yeah. every little, every little inch that we can yeah. move forward definitely from being not racist to being whatever the opposite is just normal. I mean, I don't even know what the hell to call it. Right. That all helps. Just you opening up a book. Yeah. You, you, you Googling what the hell is, who the hell is Jim Crow? Everything matters. Just, just, just look for information. Just actually ask the questions. Okay, so let's get on to the main questions. So let's go. This is this is the bit I'm excited for. So, the Black Lives Matter movement started in 2013 after George Zimmerman's acquittal for shooting to death Trayvon Martin. In the more recent past, we have heard about the horrific murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Armoud Arbery. However, this is not a new thing. Why do you think it has taken so long to gain so much traction, and why? See, the thing was, um, a lot of these deaths um, happened during, uh, you know, the whole corona thing. Mm. And I guess the, the police departments and the government's, you know, excuse was, oh, well, we were so we were so distracted or we were so this or we were so that, that, you know, we hadn't had time to put a lot of um, mm. focus on these cases. Yeah. Except for Trayvon Martin. That happened, that happened a while ago. Yeah. I think what, what came, what took us so long for this to happen, I think that, first of all, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, since, since we were in the house, since we were, you know, in the house, we couldn't go anywhere. We were stuck on the internet. We had to pay yeah. attention. We had no choice but to see this shit. Right. You know, like if we were, if let's say if there was no Corona, there was no nothing. We were out. We were at the beach. We were doing this. Nobody would know who the fuck George Floyd was. I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm just openly saying that. No one yeah. would know who the fuck that was. But yet, because we're so captive in the house, because we're so open, I think this this is this is why this happened. This year really opened up a lot of people's eyes, and I think what took so long was that damn, like people were saying, "Wow, if I was outside, if I was at work, if I was doing something like this, I would never mm. seen this." Let's let's try to do something about it. Yeah. And like I said, this was just a year. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. No one predicted this. No one would have mm. knew this. Yeah. 
So I, I think that it just happens over time. I mean, people are yeah. just, just fucking tired of it. I mean, how many how many more videos do you got to see? How many more <laughs> how many more murders do you have to see in the street to just to sort of click inside of your head that one demo is not treated as the other? I don't know if you know you know Ben Shapiro. I don't know. Like a really, he's like a really he's like a really great um, you know I think he's a politician. He's a debater. He's a, he has his own podcast show. He's like a really like fast talking. Um, if anyone knows Ben Shapiro, you guys know what I'm talking about. He he made a he made a pretty interesting point. He said that the just the sole fact that our statistics, white, black, mm-hmm. and dealing with police brutality, just just off of the sole fact that they don't match, shows that there is inequality. Yeah. The the end. Do you know, just matter if there are. Go no, ahead. I was gonna say it's crazy because so many people were talking about this year as a write off. As you know, there's just it was supposed to be the year 2020. Everyone's gonna smash it. And then this yeah. happened and everyone obviously turned around and was like, this is going to be a write-off. And there was a great right. quote from Gary V, and I, I can't remember word for word, but it was along the lines of, don't write off the year that you finally woke up. Yeah. He said, don't cancel the year that woke you up. Don't cancel the year that, you fi- that woke you up. And I just thought that depicted everything perfectly because things do happen for a reason. Like, obviously, I'm not, not happy about the virus and lots of people are dying from it, obviously. But yeah. if something good does come out of it, then great. Then it happened for a reason. I'm a huge this, believer this was in that. Year, this was the year that woke everyone up. Yeah. You know, we had our, there's, a, there's also a great saying. It says like, you know, we, we mm. make a plan and God laughs. Yeah. So we had all, we had this, we had yeah. this big old plan that, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to kill it. Yeah. Not so fast, champ. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Boom. Global pandemic. Boom. A civil rights revolution. Like this stuff, this stuff needed to happen. I believe 2021 is going to be the best fucking year ever. Oh, my God. Like this, because the world is going to change so much, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement, with coronavirus and coming out of it, how we need to be as people, how we need to act, uh, what we need to do going forward. Everything's going to change. But from an entrepreneurial point of view, there's so much opportunity right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, like if you're thinking right, like I'm already thinking about investing in face masks. (laughs) It's going to blow up. All right, cool. So moving on with the questions is... Since the Black Lives Matter movement has hit the headlines, has your opinion or standpoint changed or altered in any way? Mm, yes and no. So before all this, before you know, I really you know became political mm. within the last two to four weeks. I was strictly just business. I just want to. I just want to do business. <laughs> I just. I just like music. I'm not gonna even open my mouth about this. But you know, I, I woke up and I was like, shit. Like, I guess I have to say something about this because it matters. I have a voice, I have an audience. So how it changed for me, what I thought Black Matter, Black Lives Matter was, I thought that was just a way of saying, you know, all lives matter. Mm. But until I seen, that's how, that's how I felt about it. Yeah. But until I seen how people got offended by that, I was like, okay, why? How come when we say Black Lives yeah. Matter, you feel some type of way about that? We're not saying that, oh, you, you suck, you don't matter. We're just yeah. saying that all lives matter. So not until I seen the backlash from that statement yeah. that helped, that opened my mind to say, oh wait, this maybe this is why we're saying this because there's people they get there's there's there is one person that can get offended by us saying this. So obviously, prominently, this is something important. This mm. is something that needs more attention. You know, and people come back. You know, all lives matter. Oh, everything matters. You know, I had a good friend. You know, he made a video. He said, you know, if I asked you, Brendan, you like ketchup. Actually, I ran out today, but yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't say, "Oh, I love all condiments. I love ketchup. I love, you know, mm. I love mustard. I love barbecue sauce. I, I love, you know, I love horse. I like, I like, you wouldn't say all that. It's a fucking yes or no question. Yeah. Do you like ketchup? Yeah. Yes, yes, I like ketchup. <laughs> so the simple fact that you wouldn't you wouldn't respond saying, "Yeah, I love all condiments," that's just showing that mm-hmm. you don't like ketchup. You obviously <laughs> don't like ketchup if you if your your first your first instinct was, "Oh yeah, well, I love mustard. Well, I love this. I love that." You know, there's a there's a good analogy going on that yeah. you know if a house is on, a house is on fire, and we're saying oh let's go put this fire out and the house directly next to it is not on fire. Oh hey, what about my house? My house matters. This fucking house is on fire right now. We have to take care of this. Oh, so yeah. you're saying my house doesn't matter? No, we're not saying your house doesn't matter, but necessarily your house is not burning to the ground right now. No. There's something there's something a different house with a different people with a different demo that needs a certain attention. And I think the people that are saying that this doesn't matter or oh, my, oh I matter too or oh it's not yeah. all about you those people are just advertising their ignorance they're advertising their just their white privilege I, I don't know man I, just, I don't get it I can't wrap my head around because I'm black and I don't get it yeah but only someone that's racist only someone that's a bigot can understand that I mean mm. I don't know how else, how else to put it no well, that's how it matters to me yeah well there's um the analogy we're talking about the house burning is one thing we spoke about the other day and you, you, you kind of missed out a little bit was that what people have got to get is the house that's burning is more important right now. That is the thing yeah. that's on fire. You know, you said if the other house had grout or the other house had termites or whatever it is, that can wait till later. At the moment, this is the thing that needs to be dealt with now, not right. when it gets worse and worse and worse. And then all the houses catch on fire. It's so, about people's yeah. inability to empathize. Perfect. I 100%, 100% <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, there's, there's actually, um, there's a comment that came up a minute ago I didn't have time to read. It's, prior the evidence wasn't unequivocal or damning as George Floyd's murder. We witnessed the murder right in front of us and no one did nothing. Shit. Sorry, I, I didn't know if that was a question or not, but I thought I'd read that out. Um, yeah. You've actually answered one of the questions I've got later, so I've just got to mark it as answered. Cool. <laughs> but I'll re-ask it and see if you want to elaborate on it. Um, in cool. 1964, Malcolm X said, Education is a passport to the future, for tomorrow belongs to those who prepare for today. Why do you think it's taken so long for that to really take effect in society? You know, I think it takes, it takes a while for people to really address big issues no matter what. I mean, just look how, just look how long it took um, for America to adjust to the coronavirus. You know, mm. President Trump, he was getting warnings from this since January, since fucking yeah. late December mm. about this. And a lot of times, you know, people... And I'm not making excuses for government officials that are yeah. put in place to be responsible. It's a job. But I'm saying that, you know, people procrastinate, and sometimes we don't address issues until it gets to the last, till it gets to the last point. Yeah. We, we kind of, and I think that's really um, happening because our society is, we're so like bombarded with stuff. We're so bombarded with information. We're so bombarded with a lot of hate and this, and so much crap going on at the same exact time. It's hard to. It's hard to get at everything as mm. soon as it happens and i think another thing you know if it's a black person it gets overlooked it gets oh well it's, it happened or they had to done something or they're a criminal or they were did this or they were did that you know i just i read something up that um a mayor in california he just resigned or he or maybe he got fired maybe the wording that he got resigned instead of going to say he got fired yeah. but he said that no person of color no good person of color has ever been killed by police. Hmm. Just the fact that someone yeah. like someone like that in power 
says something like that yeah. is condescending. It's scary. Yeah. It's it's important. So I think that, you know, nothing, shit hit the fan. Like I said, this year, shit just hit the fan. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, if you're in a relationship and, you know, you just have that big day where it's like, wow, fuck you. Like, <laughs> you, like, it's like you just can't do, you just can't take it anymore. Yeah. I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. That's why I went there. <laughs> to everybody out there that probably can relate to that's everything a different, That's a different said. interview. That's a different interview. Yeah, we'll do that one next week. So, <laughs> moving on to the next question. Um, after slavery was abolished, black people continued to be marginalized through enforced seg- segregation. Do you think there is still elements of this in 2020? Uh, just to correct you, um, no, segregation. Segregation was abolished, not slavery. But um, no, sir. and this just to the, just to say that when segregation is abolished, like the word abolished doesn't mean completely take mm. getting away. I think the word abolished they use that word. I think they use abolished to water down to dilute. Yeah, there's still a sense of segregation that's still going on right now, and it, it's it's still happening right now. Segregation exists like subconsciously. It's it's our it's our subconscious fear of intertwining you know two different races like for instance like if i'm going to i've had this happened to me multiple times mm-hmm. i don't know if it ever happened to you it probably does happen to you you know if i'm going to starbucks or something there's Star- starbucks in the uk I'm yeah yeah sure, right? okay <laughs> loads <laughs> yeah if i'm going on a starbucks and if i see all white people the second i get that a second i get that they're all staring at me or they don't they they're they're i'm being you know I'm being racially profiled. I'm out. Yeah. It's a suffocating feeling that they're looking at me. They're, they're looking through, they look through you, Brendan. They're not even mm. looking at you. They're looking through you. It. Like this is some, this is some, this is some nigger walking in our, our restaurant. What is mm. it? Who does he think he is walking in here? That is that, that is how segregation I think exists today. And it's just like you, if you're, if you were going into, you guys have Popeye's? Say that again. Popeye's. Popeye's, Popeye's chicken. No. KFC. Oh, we got KFC. We got loads of chicken shops. So KFC, okay, Morley's, cool. yeah. Chicken like Cottage. If you're, going, yeah. if you're going, if you're going to like a chicken shop and you mm. go in there and, and you're pulling up to the drive-through and you hear loud music, you hear, you know, you see black people, yeah. and and you go inside and you just see a bunch of black people. They're all acting crazy. Mm. You're automatic. You're automatically going to leave. <laughs> I think that's how segregation works. Yeah. Because I think it's our racial profiling, how we're viewing the other people, and how we're automatically saying, okay, so I'm not in a safe. I'm not in a safe place. If yeah. I see a lot of black people and I'm the only white person, I'm not in a safe place. Yeah. If I go in here and I see a lot of white people and there's no black people, I'm not in a safe place. Okay. I'm I'm struggling to realize why that's still why that still why that still exists. Why do we feel so uncomfortable when we're the only person in a in one setting? It shouldn't be like that. No. But it, it's because of the prejudices. It's because of it's it's because of that. Yeah. I think it's a, it's think, the inherent prejudice and yeah. it's the fear of the unknown. And if you if exactly. you're not comfortable there then you know, it shouldn't be like exit. that. Well, it's funny, actually, um, you're talking about this, because back, back in the day, I'm older than I look, uh, I got into <laughs> hip-hop quite heavily. So I actually trained as a ballet contemporary dancer and then realized that wasn't for me, and I, I started studying hip-hop dance. And I yeah. remember the first class I ever went to, and I was the only white guy in the room. Didn't care. <laughs> and short version is someone called me a cracker. I had no idea what that meant. I didn't have a clue. I just went, okay, like, carried on, did the class, carried on. And then it was later on that I asked one of my friends, one of my black friends, what does cracker mean? And then she told me and she was livid. Um, 
but it wasn't, I just didn't get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that kind of goes back to the ignorance of it. I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't have a right. clue. You know, I had to go to someone else and be like, why did I get called this? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but it's all right. I smashed the class. I got picked at the end and then suddenly everyone was my friend. So yeah, <laughs> there's a happy ending to the story, I promise. And then and that's why I said, you know, at the beginning of talk, you know, that's a hyperbolized version of racism. Oh, you cracker. Oh, this, that, using derogatory terms. Yeah. The reason, the reason why that's not that I don't consider that racism at all. That's just ignorance. Yeah. It's Agreed. because he's he's ignorant for calling you that. Yep. And you're ignorant for not even knowing what the hell right. it is. <laughs> so I think so the racism lies really deep yeah. deep beneath that. Yeah. Racism wasn't him calling you that. Racism was, oh shit, I'm the only white person yeah. here. That's to, where the racism was. To give you an idea of time, this was I think before Facebook. Oh, so we're, we're going back. Like this is I'm, I'm, I was probably in a nucleus <laughs> when this happened. <laughs> You, yeah, you, you were little, you were little. <laughs> All right, cool. Moving on to the next question. So Rosa Parks said, stand for something or you will fall for anything. Today's mighty oak is yesterday's nut that held its ground. And that really couldn't be more relevant right now. Right. Like, why do you think it has taken something like a social media trend for this conversation to finally get started and be pushed into the limelight? Because nobody gives a fuck until everyone gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it is. You know, just like how I said don't be a don't be a witness mm. you know people were really people were different back in the day or someone's yeah. seen something like or you've crossed me like motherfucker it's on like we're fighting right now mm. now it's like if let's say if you and i were out in the public and we were getting in a fight you know our phones would come out there would be a there would be tmz there there would be like paparazzi there before we yeah. even before we even swung at each other so i think <laughs> now you know social, social media has really gave us yeah. an avenue to like pr a moment yeah and to, you know, promote a moment before it happens, like it's some fucking pay-per-view yeah. or something. But back in the day, things were, things were just ticking. You know, when she was on that bus and they told, and they told her, oh, you have to give up your seat, she fucking left. Yeah. That happened now, oh, that, this will be on the internet. She, she would go live. She would be, oh, oh saying this, that, yeah. and She would be, you know, do, doing all this craziness. Things like that, you know, back then, people just took a stand and boom, mm. that, that was the decision and just went with it. Yeah. And I think now, Social media has really opened up for, for a lot of cowards to uh, have a voice, open up for a lot of, you know, people that are just not about that life to have a voice. And um, I think what she meant by that is just, you know, just don't don't be a witness. Mm. If you stand, if you if you don't stand for anything, if you would sit there and, and watch, some, if you would watch yeah. someone, let, let's say this, if, if you would stand there and you would watch someone get disrespected. Not, not harm, not, you know, they didn't touch him or anything. If you would stand there, you're being, if you would be a witness, just watch, just watch someone get totally disrespected. Like, oh, mm. they're calling that woman all types of names, a bitch, this, yeah. that. If you would watch that, you would watch someone get fucking killed. Yeah. So if you would stand, if you would stand for that, you, would, you don't stand for anything. It's about morals. It's about, you know, integrity. Yeah. And I think that's completely non-existent in society today. Completely agree. We just got a, a comment in and I can't click up the comments and I'm somehow flicking my camera around. So that's great. So it's not about social media trend. It's about blatant injustice. Social media is just the current propagation vehicle. Dude, you should have been interviewed because you have <laughs> this guy been dropping gems all day. I, I to totally agree with that. It's totally the propagate the proper uh, propaganda vehicle. Mm. And I think that, you know, it's sad that we didn't care about this until it was on IG. Yeah. Sad. And the next question, which we both thought was probably the most important question so far, is 
a lot of a lot of white people really struggle when it comes to talking about Black Lives Matter, as there yeah. is a lot of trepidation about saying or asking the wrong thing and then being labelled a racist. What would you say to these people if they want to help but have a lot of fear about getting involved? And you see, yeah, yeah, that, that's the thing. Mm. There, we, I think, us as black people, I'll say this: it's not our responsibility to mm. educate you guys. The same, you know, you you happen to come across a, a decent one, but I will say this: we have to, at some point, you know, create uh, like an open like we have to get open with ourselves. Mm. My sound just went out. Can you hear me? Yeah, you just dropped for a second, so go back. Okay, five seconds, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we have to create you know that environment where we're open to everyone's opinion. We can hear someone without, you know, yeah. it's not a witch hunt. Yeah. We can hear everyone's opinions and we can help. If someone's ignorant, you know, don't bash them, no. you know, educate, educate them and help, help you know, yeah. at the end of the day, we're trying to come together. Right. So what, what good are you doing by pushing everyone out there? That one, mm. like, why would you push that one guy that actually wants to know? Yeah. Why would that one guy <laughs> right. can't, had the head of boss yeah. come up and say, well, what is it? Well, I don't see it. He had the balls to even say it. Why would you push him out? That's that's yeah. another white. Because at the end of the day, the white people want to see the white people with us. It's not going to take a hundred black people for them to change. It's going mm. to it's take a hundred black people and one white person for them to change. Yeah. They're going to say, "Oh shit, our own kind is even saying that that's fucked up." Yeah, you know that's why I don't want you know you know get myself. You were being racist if you're not willing to have the conversation. It's the inverse. Yeah, totally agree. I don't remember your question, to be honest, but I think that <laughs> I think that, you know, we should really create that that environment yeah. where we're not just totally bashing people. Um, I don't know of how at, at the NFL, how much you know about the NFL, you know, the players. And the, yeah. Well, there is a, a famous quarterback, Drew Brees. Okay. He plays for the New Orleans Saints. And uh, he was on, a, on an interview with Yahoo, Yahoo Finance. And yeah. they asked him about racism. They asked him about how do you feel about. There was a player a couple of years ago that during the national anthem he took a knee. Mm. So while everyone else was standing up with the heart, with their hand on the heart, yeah. he took a knee. He did that mm. to be quite to be specific with you. A military veteran told him to do that. So let's okay. just get that out of the way. That's mm. where he got the idea from. Yeah. Drew Brees, you know, he was asked about that recently, and he said, "How do you feel about that player that kneeled?" And he was like, "Oh, I don't agree with anyone disrespecting the flag." Da 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 da. He didn't address George Floyd. He didn't address Sandra Bland. He didn't address Ahmaud Arbery. He didn't address Trayvon Martin. He didn't uh, address Michael Brown. He didn't address um, Ed Garner. He didn't address anybody. He just said, mm. nope, if you if you just rip the flag, oh, I'm not agreeing with it. And that, like, Twitter is, like, Twitter annihilated this dude for saying that. Like, he's, can't, like, everyone, like, everyone does yeah. not like him just because he said that. And I think white people see that and they say, oh, fuck that. I'm not saying yeah. that. It, <laughs> it, it creates fear. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it creates that tension where I can't even speak my opinion. I can't even, I can't even say anything. Yeah. And, and now Drew Brees, he's making it even worse. He's not yeah. apologizing. He's not changing his perspective. He's not saying, oh, shit, well, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Now he's now just coming off not yeah. genuine. Now he's totally canceled. Yeah. And I think that, you know, white people are seeing that and they're saying, shit, I, I'm not, I, don't want no, I don't want no part yeah. of it. And exactly. that's where... And the, and the silence of that is is worse. Yeah, that's the one that has an opinion. We're silencing people that have a great opinion, that yeah. have a great story to tell, just because we're condemning people for having a different opinion. Mm. I think that's wrong. I'm not saying Drew was right, but no. how we treated him, how how we stoned him, like literally, yeah. virtually stoned him, just for having a different opinion. That's like 
that's taking us back to yeah like fucking bc when we used to stone people just having a different opinion we used to kill a woman for talking or getting like like shouldn't be like that so do you think that that's kind of the problem with social media these days we all know that the smallest a thing can blow up in a matter of minutes on twitter instagram whatever social media it may be and so people are just generally scared that if they say the wrong thing do the wrong thing or whether it's wrong or right doesn't matter if they say something that can provoke a negative reaction then it's i suppose a lot of people just go well it's easier just to not get involved i'm just going to stay out of it but with the black lives matter movement there is so much pressure now for people to be involved and i've seen people being put on blast on social media and whether it's fair or unfair but being on blast for saying nothing so Right. Yeah. We're almost we're almost turning into, you know, I'll just say this. I have nothing against no the LGBT community. I have nothing against them. I have partners that are that are lesbian. I have yeah. nothing against them being whatever you want, whatever you you do you do what you do. I think the Black Lives Matter movement, we're we're almost turning into the extremist LGBT community. Okay. For instance, I don't know if you see it or not. You know, any anything you say, Oh, you're homophobic. You can say anything. And, oh, you're homophobic. You're homophobic. Oh, you're transphobic. Oh, you're 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 a uh, genophobic. You're you're this. You're all this. You're you're this phobic. You're uh you're you don't like me because I'm black phobic. Like everything is being attacked as yeah. this phobic. Everything is being attacked as if you say one thing. Oh, you're racist. If you say one, if you say, mm. well, oh, you're racist. Yeah, it's turning into a witch hunt. Yeah, and, and I think that it shouldn't be like that at all. No. Because at the end of the day, we're defending ourselves yeah. because we have a different opinion. So how are we going to have, how are we going to, how are we going to bash someone for having a different yeah. opinion and tell, and tell us to take our opinion? Yeah. That's the most hypocritical nonsense ever. There's a lot of people that are saying yeah. a lot of things. Yeah, go, go and read some of them out. Although this should be happening all over the world at the moment, we all know the amount of support that everyone's putting to take over. Everyone gets together. Oh, yeah. I believe this is a separate issue. And it relates to one ability to handle fear and a confrontation because the issue relates to anything that is racism. Totally agree. Personally, I stand for everyone. And it's crazy how the situations that are happening changing the world. Mm. Yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is bringing a lot of shit to light. Yeah. It's bringing, the, it's bringing the, the bigoted people to light. It's bringing the, the, the hypocritical people to light. It's definitely bringing the racist mm. people to light. I kid you not. I, sat, I witnessed the most disgusting video I've ever seen in my life yesterday. This white guy was on live and he was saying, oh, like black people are stupid or dumb, they're animals. Oh, black, oh, everyone's saying black Mm. lives matter. Oh, black lives doesn't, black people don't fucking matter. They're fucking animals. Like, like what, dude? (laughs) Yeah. Just to hear him say that. Mm. Anything, you know, black people, we, we're different. We don't look at that and we don't get mad. We look at that like, what the fuck? Like, we're yeah. we're such a different creature. We don't we don't attack hate with hate. Most of us, mm. we attack hate with empathy. We're forgiving yeah. people. We understand. Yeah. Jesse was Gucci. My guy in here. We we address it a totally different way when we see racism. We're like, okay, that guy's fucked up. Yeah. Now on to the next one. We don't even take it personally. We won't take it. This we won't take it. That. We just look at that like, okay, well, that 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 that's that's guy's problem. That's how we look at that. Sweet. But it takes a, it takes a it takes a, a special person to look at that and say because that's wrong. It takes a special person to, especially a person of the same color, to look at that and say, okay, that's wrong. There are people there are people in his life saying, oh, I can fall asleep. I can fall asleep to the sound of your voice. 
Like, what the hell is going on? It's really this is really bringing to the surface a lot of fucked up people yeah. that are crazy in the head. That's um, and I think by the end of this year, we all just gotta stand together. There's a question coming. Um, yeah. I would I would also like to hear your opinions on one black consciousness, two black culture and reparations. I would like to hear your opinions on one there black you. consciousness or two black culture. Okay, black consciousness. Um. I'm not too sure what you mean by that. I'm just gonna take an inference. Do you are, are you talking about the consciousness of that we're we are oppressed? Or are you talking about the consciousness uh, those of our who power? talk about black derogatory? Derog- I can't see it. Sorry, I need my glasses. Derogatory derogatory and insecure. And not insecure. We talk about black people derogatory and are insecure and have an inferior inferiority and not a superiority complex. Oh, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. He's talking about the coons. Hey, Don was Gucci. Oh my God, you're in here. He's talking. He's talking about the coon. He's talking about the coon. Basically, that like a coon is like uh the Uncle Tom, right. like that's the black guy that takes that takes the totally opposite society. And he says, "Oh, it's not white people. It's black people. Black people are racist. Oh, black right. people do this well. Black people weren't so ghetto." That it's it's this, he's talking about the black person that takes that takes the master side. Right. And, and they're 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 called the back in time. They're called the the house Negro. I'm going to really, I'm going to inform you now. No, you are. Someone I'm learning called, as you're talking. This called, is why I'm staying there's quiet. Someone, there's, someone, there's someone called the, the field Negro. Yeah. The field Negro is the black person. He's the woke person. He's the person, oh, shit, we got to get off this plantation, man. They, they're, they're trying to kill us, man. Look, I got a plan. At 12 o'clock tonight, we're going to fucking run. We're going to dip. That's the field Negro. Hmm. The house the house Negro is the person that's inside, you know, and I'm, I'm wiping their ass. I'm giving you food. I'm reading you. I'm I'm not reading, but because I can't read. I'm you know I'm doing your chores. I'm cleaning your house. I'm fucking eating your scraps, you know, off the fucking floor. And in the house Negro, they all they all they feel emotionally connected with yeah. the master. That's the idea of. Wow, I can't believe that you're not making me a slave. That's the idea. They're they're auto, they're automatically, they they feel sympathy for you, and they're calling you 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 appear nicer. Because you're not whipping and beating them, yeah. But not understanding, and here's where the black consciousness comes in: not understanding that whipping and beating someone is a complete inhumane act in the first mm. place. So, so the idea that I'm in the house with you and I'm doing all this good stuff for you, not realizing that this is just another form of slavery. Mm. Me, me being in your house and me catering to you and me doing all this type of work—that's there's no different from me out in your fucking plantation picking your fucking plants and working for you. It's the idea, and a lot of things happen. So the house Negro and the field Negro, they all they often clash. Right. The house, the field Negro is constantly trying to wake up the person in the house and saying, "Look, man, you being taken advantage too. Just because you're in the house, just because you, just because you're working at that white job, just because you're in a suit and tie, just because you are best friends with your boss that's white, just because you are, just because you have mostly white friends, does not mean that you are in a. Don't you think in a blink of an eye that they will say something racist to you?" Mm. Don't think in the blink of an eye. The minute you do something black, you're fucking done. Don't think in the blink of an eye. The minute you say something, Truman was Gucci. The minute you say something that is not what they like, that they will not kick your ass to the curb. Mm. The minute you say something. So I think you know a lot of there's a lot of tension between you know black consciousness, and we have to wake up the people that are constantly trying to make excuses for all this injustice going on right now. Yeah. Sweet. So moving on to the next yeah. question. So you know earlier you touched on the difference between all lives matter and black lives matter and the burning yeah. house analogy and so on. 
the question I have is, there is an opinion that Black Lives Matter is a political conversation and many people don't want to get involved with the politics. Do you believe this to be true or false and why? I'm sorry, repeat that one more time? Yeah, no problems. Uh, there is an opinion that Black Lives Matter is a political conversation and many people don't want to get involved with the politics. Do you believe this to be true or false and why? That's, I mean, that, that is a political conversation and I believe that people don't want to get involved with that is because they don't want to appear as if they don't care about other people's lives. It just comes back to how people are interpreting that, that phrase. And I think the sole fact that people are, are hearing that and they automatically disagree with it, they have some type of opinion on it. I think that of itself is just showing how important it is, mm. in, my, in my opinion. Mm. You know, someone saying that Black Lives Matter, I, that's, if that bothers you or that sparks up some type of different, if that, yeah, but that, if that creates a, yeah, but, or that creates a, well, don't all, like, just because yeah. the sole fact of someone having a, 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 something else, how you doing? I said different opinion because of that. I think that's what, that's what makes it so important. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't want to get involved because they don't want to look like they're against something. Yeah. They don't want to look like they're against anything. So what they would rather be in the middle, they would rather be pulled to the left, pulled to the right, pulled up and down, and just be a complete mess rather than take a stand on something else. That goes yeah. back to the Rosa Parks quote. There's a, you know, you I, sorry, say, someone just put a really good comment in. Politics is a reaction to real life. Yeah, Totally. You know, when people say, when people say, you know, I say all the time, I'm not a politician. When people say I'm not a politician, all politics is, is just the, a big discussion about what's right and wrong. That's it. Yeah. Life. Yeah. And a lot of people, they don't want to get involved because they don't want to turn to a Drew Reed. I don't give a damn if I turn to a, I mean, yeah. I don't, I speak, look, before all this, before this has really been on the surface, I've been speaking my opinion about everything. I talk, I talk about everything. Yeah. I don't give, I don't give a damn. Because I think a lot of people they're scared because they know they, they can't they can't answer questions fast and they can't you know defend themselves. I'm someone that, that yo I'm like my words are like I have an arsenal of words. Do that if you want to come at me you know be my guest I can I can <laughs> I can defend my point. Mm. I'm not hollow. I'm not transparent. I'm thorough. So I'll give you my viewpoint. I'm not scared to you know of the of the repercussions. I'm scared of ramifications of, of having a viewpoint. A lot of people yeah. don't. You know, a lot of people stay behind Twitter and they type their type their thumbs away. Keyboard warriors. Their opinion. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. That's all they can do. So when they get that backlash, they shut down. So, so I can whip up a camera and say, "Hey, yeah, uh, Sarah underscore sixty four. Let's have let's have a real conversation. I, I, yeah. I can I can take it you know to a, another dimension. For the record, that's a made up name. So if you're listening on the podcast, that's a made up. Yeah, name. Yeah, sorry, that, sorry. <laughs> Just in case we, we so we end up targeting someone. So do you think, how do you think TV and media have played a part in encouraging racism? Or do you completely disagree how about, how and they think, haven't? How do I think, who? How do you think TV and the media as a whole have played a part in encouraging racism? Oh, that's or do you completely disagree good. and they haven't? Very, very good question. The, the TV, the media, the news, like they love negativity. Like negativity is cocaine yeah. to the propaganda, to CNN, to ABC. Yeah. To all, um, I'm talking about American networks right now. Yeah, these people don't understand. They did the same thing with the virus. They do the yeah. same thing with riots. They do the same thing with pollution. They do the same thing with Ebola. They did the same thing with everything. They love they blow up negativity because that's what drives the views. There's a reason why you don't see much coronavirus on the news anymore. Yeah. There's a reason why that just totally that totally yeah. just switched. The, their and ratings the were doing this with the coronavirus. Ex exactly. Yeah. So, oh shit. 
everyone, oh shit, people were starting to open. Yeah. States are starting. States are starting to, you know, go into their phases of opening. They're like, yeah. shit, we need we need that next terrible thing to talk yeah. about. So that's when that's why this is being pushed so much. And it's during election year. It's during a whole lot of things. The census. It's during a lot of things that are going on. And the news and the media, they blow everything up. Yeah. They don't, but they don't show you. There's, there's a, I, I can show you. I can have links. I can show you. And journalism as humans, we all have agendas and biases. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. But the, the thing about that is the far majority of the people that have agendas and have biases are for the destruction <clears throat> of the country. So, and you're not, you're not seeing the people, you're not seeing the cops that have taken off their yeah. uniforms and went to go march with people. We're not seeing mm. a lot of that. We're not seeing the cops that are kneeling with the protesters. We're yeah. not. We're not seeing the 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 black policemen. You know, finally confront their white uh, managers and their yeah. white uh, uh, supervisors. We're not, we're not seeing a whole lot of good things. Yeah. We're not seeing all that. All we're seeing is the destruction, the yeah. looting, the targets being burnt down, the uh, the precincts being burnt down. That's all we're seeing. We're all seeing negativity, negativity. negativity. Well, it's, it's it's really funny because a, a very good friend of mine went to the protests in London yesterday, and we were talking about it after, and she said what an amazing experience it was and how incredible she felt being there and the atmosphere and everything was incredible and then I turn on the news this morning and all they're focusing on is the people who hurt people the people who created damage uh, the police right. officers got hurt there was nothing about it being a successful protest and that the 99.99999 percent of the people were there peacefully just to protest all they focused on this morning was all the bad things that happened and unfortunately that's what people are going to see this morning when they because wake that, up. That, yeah. That's what sells. That's what that, that's yeah. what sells. You know, if you turn on the news and they said, "Oh, nothing to see here. We're all good," mm. there would be no news. <laughs> see, I you say that, but I would so listen to that news that tells me about all the amazing things that are happening yeah, in the world. You would, you would, because we're we are the far feed me positivity. I want to I want to suck that in. Yeah. We're the far minority of people that actually want to hear something great. Yeah. A lot of people, it's crazy. A lot of people narcissistic, narcissistically want to wake up yeah. and, and feed into seeing something bad mm. because they're feeling something bad inside themselves. And they only, and the only outlet to complain and the only outlet they have mm. to get all of that out is to look at the news and say, oh my God, this world's crazy. Yeah. That's the only opportunity they have to yeah. do that. It's sad. Yeah. At least that's not uh, happening yes, in is. my life, right? <laughs> uh, Remnants, I want you to look up uh, Revolt TV. So what was it? Can you read the question out for us? What was the question? Is there a black-only TV news? Not necessarily on TV, but it's kind of on the internet. I want you to look up uh, Revolt TV. Cool. And I'll try and put that in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. And there's many more than that, but that's like the only one I can think of at the time. Sweet. Revolt TV. So... There is a lot going on in the world right now, which we've discussed with the coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter movement, along with umpteen other things. Do you see any major correlation between the coronavirus and the Black Lives Matter? Oh, hell yeah. I think that, uh, you know, the coronavirus mattered. Mm. It it mattered when it started. You know, social injustice mattered when it fucking started. And I think when both of those things got onto the brink of, oh, shit. There's 100,000 cases. Eh, well, not everyone has it. Mm. You know, one black person died. Oh, well, not every cop is like that. Yeah. A couple months later. Oh, shit, it's 500,000 cases. So, oh, eh, well, you know, we're still okay. We're still all right. Two more black people. Um, You know, uh, let, me, let, me, let, me get, uh, let me get here. Ahmaud Arbery gets killed. Mm. Well, he had to been doing something. He was just jogging. He had to been doing something. Let's fast forward. Okay, now now we're in quarantine. Now we're now we're locked down. Oh mm. shit. 
this is real. George Floyd gets killed. Oh, shit, racism really exists. It's yeah. going back to the same exact thing. We don't see it until yeah. it's in our face, until it's so blatantly yeah. there, until to the point where it's like, yeah, it's either this, this or nothing. Like we have, yeah. like it has to get, has to get talked about right now. And like you said, everybody's at home. Everybody's watching the news. That's all they're doing all day. They're not distracted by their day to day activities, their day to day routine, their jobs. And so all they're seeing now is what's being pushed out on social media. So it's right. literally here now, and you you can't ignore it anymore because it's just there. Right. Um. I'm struggling to understand. You said do Africans versus African Americans react differently? Do you mean? What's your what opinion? do you mean? What's your opinion on the Black American experience and the African American experience? Do Africans versus African Americans react differently? If so, how? Um, I think what he's saying is, that maybe I'm wrong. If you're from Africa originally and come to America, or if you're born <laughs> in America, I, I think. I, I Tell me no if I, I got that yeah, I right. I mean, I, probably, but if so, if that's the question. I have no idea how African thinks coming to this country. I mean. Yeah, maybe something for you to look at and then post it <laughs> about no on your channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I've come to, uh, to sorry, they followed up to experience of racism in the USA. I think anyone experience, no matter where the hell you're from, if you're experiencing being oppressed, mm. I mean that's just an that's an experience. Yeah. You can't you can't feel it until you go through it. Yeah, you know, like I, I can only imagine how 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 yeah. how difficult this is for you, Brendan, talking about this type of stuff because I, you've never. I mean, uh, besides you know being called a cracker that one time, <laughs> there's something that you've never had to fucking deal with. Well, this is the thing, well, you know. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There was I was very nervous about this because I've seen people who have tried to do a good thing online and maybe use the wrong hashtag or use the wrong terminology yeah. and people have attacked them. So there was, there was a certain degree of fear from me that was like, what if this goes the wrong make, You know, it's crazy. I want to make, I want to make a great point here. Okay. So let's go back to, you know, before Facebook was invented, you yeah. were called, you were called that word. Yeah. So when you were called that word, you had no idea what it meant. Not a clue. And you had no idea what it meant. Mm. Second, you didn't really think that these people had, you know, a bad intent. No. By that word. No. You weren't necessarily in fear, were you? No, not at all. Okay, cool. And you, and that completely did not change your your perspective on black people. No. The same exact happens with us. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? That's the first time you encounter it, this is where the black consciousness comes up. The mm. first time you encounter it, let's say if you were in a group of people, you were in a group of, yeah. you know, you're in school. Yeah. I'm losing. Am I here? Just a heads up, we've only got a minute and 50 seconds left before it cuts us off. And I've got one oh, more okay, question cool. for you. So, All right. wrap up what you were saying and then I'll ask you this last question. Oh yeah, just, a, just like, you know, if you were in school and, the, and your white and your white friends were saying, oh my God, you, uh, you, you're so, you're, you speak so well. Like, you're so, you're so educated. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> you, yeah. you, it never happens on the first offense. Yeah. So when they called you a cracker versus when they said I'm so well-spoken, that's how it works. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen until you really start seeing yeah. it. Cool. That's that's my that was my point on that. Yeah, right. Last question, and we've literally got a minute. Uh, as a serial cool. entrepreneur, what struggles have you faced because of the color of your skin? No, none. Because I don't. I don't. I best mean, answer so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Uh, you know, <laughs> entrepreneurship. Is, entrepreneurship is you know, the beauty of it. You work with who you want to work with. Yeah. So it's not like I'm yeah. not at the mercy. I'm not at the mercy of, you know, having to get accepted by someone or having yeah. to do this or having to do that. I work with who I want to work with. 
and yeah. that's a numbers game. You know, like I work if I I do my I do my research on my class before I want to work with them. I like if I can sense that you know they don't like working with black people or they don't like this they don't like that, I don't gotta work with them. So do you know, I don't I, really. Experience, I was gonna I say the, the great that. thing about entrepreneurialism it's such a new thing. And, you know, Gary Vee yeah. is one of the people that I follow a lot. And he's done a lot to push entrepreneurship as a career. And I yeah. think because it's such a new thing, it comes with new values and morals of more of the modern day society. And so, yeah, yeah I think right. Right. money, wants to, make, money yeah. wants to make money. Right. We've literally got 20 seconds. So I'm going to do my best to fit this very quickly. And uh, guys, this will be a YouTube video and a podcast. So if you're catching the end of this, you can go back and rewatch it. If you haven't already, go and follow Kyle on his Instagram and I'm sure there's loads of information on there. You can learn as much as possible. We've got four seconds left. So massive thank you, dude. And I'll see you in the next one.